0: Investing in property makes sense. Investing in the right property takes knowledge. Welcome to the Rewarding Property Decisions Podcast. I'm Jared McCabe, Director of Wakeland Property Advisory. Join me for expert insights into the fundamentals, trends, and opportunities to help you create long term wealth through smart property decisions. Welcome to episode 34 of the Rewarding Property Decisions Podcast. Um, so, over the years, we as a company have had many clients um, ask whether or not they should keep an existing home when they're looking to upgrade um, as an investment property. And it really is a valid question and certainly something that, that can and should be considered. Um, but there are also a number of aspects that need to be taken into account before you do decide whether or not you're going to hold or sell um, a previous home. And Obviously, there are a number of pros and cons, which is what I plan to go through uh, with you today, just to give you uh, the, the positives and the negatives and things to be cautious about. But the thing that I would say up front, first and foremost, is that the decision and the consideration needs to be made without any emotion. Um, it's, it's not always an easy thing to do, particularly with a former home that you've uh, most likely had many memories, happy memories in, and um, it's been, there's been some great times had there. But when you're selecting an investment property, um, it's all about the numbers. It's focusing on, is it going to achieve the growth I want? Is it going to attract the tenants that I want? Um, Is it going to have vacancy periods? What are the the numbers going to say? Whereas when you're looking at buying a home, which you would have um, had your emotional home buyer hat on when you purchased that property, um, it's all about what you want and what you need, um, not so much about the numbers. So obviously the two approaches to buying property uh, are quite different and, and regularly don't match up. So that's just something that you really do need to take in, into account when, when determining whether or not it is the right thing to do. Okay, so let's have a look at the pros and cons around um, retaining a former home as an investment property. So from a positive perspective to start with, you typically know the ins and outs um, of your home, particularly if you've been living there for a fair while, um, very well. So. Why the property has worked well for you, what's been great about it, where the space is, what all the positives are, what the natural light's like, all those sorts of things. Um, you've obviously enjoyed living there for a long time and you can quite often convey that to um, prospective renters down the track, but you also know the negatives. Um, and that can be seen, that can be a good thing too, in that you can attend to those negatives right away. Sometimes if you buy an investment property, you may not know about some of the things that need to be done and you'll only find that out once you purchase the property. Um, but with the uh, with a home, you, you're most likely going to know because you've been living there. So there may be certain things that need to be done prior to renting the property out. The next is that you know the performance of the property and how well it's built um, equity over time. And then most likely, if you're looking to take a step up the property ladder, it's built some pretty good equity for you over a period of time and you've seen growth. And so you know whether or not it is actually going to be worth retaining it as an investment or whether or not you're better off moving on to something else. Um, And clearly when it's helping you step up the property ladder, if it's doing that and build equity well for you, then it's another consideration to take into account when um, considering whether to keep the property. (laughs) The next is that it um, obviously there's no costs associated with having to transact the property. So you don't, if you by retaining it, you don't have to pay agents' fees um, in terms of uh, commissions. You don't have to pay any marketing, apart from the marketing for renting the property out is considerably cheaper than what it is to sell a property, um, and you don't have to pay any convincing fees because you've already owned the property. So they're all they're all positives as well. Um, and then if you were looking to buy another investment property. Um, obviously you would then have to pay stamp duty and more conveyancing costs um, for the new property. So transacting real estate is really expensive and that's definitely something that needs to be factored in, but it still first and foremost needs to be the right property. Um, That's the most important part to this. Now, and then finally, particularly if it's been a property that's purchased early on in your property journey, um, most likely a lot of first home buyers um, when they've, if they've been fortunate enough to buy early on in life, um, have purchased something that's probably a little bit smaller, and has enabled them to maintain their lifestyle. Um, so it may be a bit closer to te- to the city, closer to public transport, closer to. Um, cafes, restaurants, that sort of thing, because that's what the lifestyle entailed at the time. And if you're in one of those high land value type areas, low maintenance type property, then there's probably a greater chance that the property may be better suited as an investment. Um, so if it is an early jo- early on, that might be a good option. Um, but if it's later on and it's a family home, and we'll get to the, this in, in the cons shortly, but that's where there might be a few more issues that could pop up okay so from a negative point of view the cons in terms of um, keeping a, a previous home as an investment as I said earlier what suited you when purchasing the home um, may not necessarily work well as an investment property so um, what you were perhaps prepared to accept may a, a renter may not be prepared to accept those things and as an as an owner um, it may have been that this, by buying this property, it enabled you to get into a market that you perhaps didn't think you'd be able to, but there's, you had to make some um, sacrifices in order to be able to do that. Now, when we look at buying an investment property, the key aspects to that are buying something in a strong land value with a strong underlying land value, uh, something that's got really good scarcity value to the property uh, in terms of not being replicated, um, and being, uh, it, having a property that's got multifaceted demand. So not just reliant on one buyer profile. So we're looking at first home buyers might like it, downsizers might like it, investors might like it, upgraders might like it. And that's where you get um, more consistent performance because there is a bit more demand to that to that type of property. Um, and many homes don't tick all of those boxes. So quite often, the idea of a family home is that... Uh, you want to have as much accommodation as as is possible at the most affordable point, at the most affordable price point. Sorry, um, and so as I said before, that might mean that you've bought perhaps a a more dated home in order to get into a specific suburb or street, and uh, something that needs a bit of work. But you are prepared to um, to live with that because it enabled you to get to where you wanted. And now that you're moving up the property ladder to buy a different type. Um, if you haven't upgraded the home over that period of time, the fact that it um, perhaps has got some dated service areas, kitchens, bathrooms, that sort of thing, that may need to be attended to because a renter may not be prepared to put up with that. Um, And therefore, you might find that you'll get ongoing issues and maintenance, that type of thing. The next one is that, and it probably ties into the, the previous a little bit, is that certain nuances that you were prepared to accept, a renter may not. So, um, little things like, say, for instance, the fan settings on a range hood that didn't bother you, but one or two of them didn't work, or it only went full full blast. Um, a renter's not going to accept that. You've got to, it's got to be in working order all the way along. A leaking toilet or a leaking tap that didn't bother you, and it was only minor. Again, a renter may not be prepared to have that. Or another common one, particularly in some older period homes, is that. Uh, Doors don't close properly because there's been movement um, in footings and soil over years, and so doors don't jam properly. But a renter's is going to say, "No, look, I'm paying good rent for this property. I expect those sorts of things to be to be fixed and repaired." So, it's it's it might seem like little things, um, but from a renter's perspective, if they're paying for it, they expect to get what they paid for, which is which is absolutely fair and reasonable. Um, the next one is. Family homes, um, as I said before, if it's a first home buyer, they might who is moving up the ladder, they may well have a more suitable property. They may not, but they may. um, Versus a home buyer who's moving up, um, sorry, a family home buyer who's moving up the ladder there's likely to be a few more issues there. And things like, say, the nature of a family home is that it's quite lar- it's going to be larger. Therefore, there's potentially going to be more fi- things that will need to be fixed. Um, they might have a large garden. And if you've really looked after a garden and maintained it, and it's a key feature of the property, um, That's not necessarily something that a renter is going to take as much pride in as what you have, and therefore that can really detract, and although that's been something that's helped you build equity, it may actually, you may lose some of that by converting it to a rental property and not having that that extra um, presentation. Um, The next one is around rental demand, and it may not be as strong for for that type of property. Um, Depending on the type of property that it is, rental demand may not be overly strong and that can lead to high vacancy rates and therefore you don't have the income coming in. Um, The area that that your home may have been in uh, may be better suited to owner occupiers and therefore most residents of that area are wanting to buy rather than to rent. Uh, So you may not necessarily have the same level of demand from a rental point of view. The next is what type of renter you're actually going to attract with the type of home that you've got. Now, is it going to be someone that's going to look after the property? Now. Young families, for instance, and I have a young family, but they can be quite brutal on homes and that can lead to a fair amount of wear and tear and ongoing maintenance on a home and, and lots of things that are going to need to be regularly updated and fixed. That's just the nature of what happens when you've got that type of tenant versus, say, a more targeted investment property where you're more likely to get um, young professionals, that type of thing, um, where they'll, they're more likely to be out and about and it's more of a low maintenance type lifestyle. Um, the next one is the reason that you're moving um, from the property, and it's no longer suitable for you, may also mean that it's not suitable for that type of buyer, that type of renter anymore. Renters um, look at the market differently to uh, to owner occupiers, um, and they probably have a higher expectation of fit out and internal elements to a property, whereas owner occupiers can quite often, not always, but can quite often be more focused of the location and the area that they're trying to get into. Um, And so the reason that you're looking to upgrade and move on from that home may also be part of the reason why a renter may not necessarily be as attracted to that home as well. So it's just something again to keep in mind. And then the final one that I've got here is um, the actual ability to free up the equity that you've built up in in the old home to purchase a new one. It sounds simple, but it's not always the case. Now I'm not going to go into great detail here because that's not my area of expertise, but it does really need to be researched um, with a good financial planner, broker and or an accountant. Um, And it needs to be someone that's got a really good understanding of property and and the, the tax implications and things as well to determine that you can release the equity, still get tax benefits in other areas on your former home as an investment. Because if you can't, then part of the reason that you may, I mean, obviously building wealth is the absolute key part, but the tax benefits are also something that people are looking at from an investment property point of view. And so you need to make sure that you're going to maximise all of that and be able to, um, given that the property was a former home. Okay, so my case study for today, uh, I had some clients uh, a number of years ago now um, who were considering whether to renovate their existing home um, or to buy... uh, a newly renovated or a new home, they uh, were undecided at that stage. So we went through the pros and cons of renovating versus buying a new home. Uh, And in the end, their decision was that buying a renovated home was preferable for them, mainly because they just didn't really have the appetite to go through a full-blooded renovation. And it would have been fairly um, significant on this property. It needed to be bigger for what they wanted, but it also needed uh, an upgraded internally as well. So we went down the uh, the path of purchasing a new home, was successful there. and then we moved our uh, thought process to the old home as to whether or not it should be retained, or whether or not um, as an investment, or whether or not it should be on sold and the uh, the money used elsewhere. Um, so we looked at all the aspects that I've just mentioned um, prior to this. So. This house was really well located in a, in a very good uh, suburb. It was on quite a large block of land um, with a fairly extensive garden that, that they took a great deal of pride in. It was a little dated internally, not terribly, but it was a little, and it, there were certainly maintenance issues that needed to be attended to um, around the property that they hadn't done for a while. The growth had been very good um, and quite strong. And they did have a fairly strong family attachment to it. Their children had got to um, sort of late primary school, early high school age. And so they'd grown up um, being born in the house. So there was a strong family attachment. Now, after going through all of that, my recommendation to them was to sell the property um, as the works that were needed really um, were going to be quite extensive in the end. Uh, and I was concerned that the garden wouldn't be looked after to the same way that they had looked after it and landscaped it and made it really, really quite a, a feature of the property. However, at that stage, they decided that they would keep it. Um, the emotional attachment was pretty strong. Uh, and so they they leased it out. Um, but after 12 months, they had um, some fairly consistent and regular requests for maintenance, upgrades, things that they'd been prepared to live with. But a renter just wasn't. They just weren't, um, and it wasn't. They weren't unreasonable things at all, um, but the um, it just started to really build up. And uh, even though the performance and the growth would still continue to be reasonable, the rental return wasn't overly strong either. Um, but the the maintenance and the ongoing requests, they just decided it wasn't worth it, and so we uh, we ended up selling that property, and uh, they reinvested some of that money into other areas, and also bought a, um, a an investment property. Um, but at a at a lower price point. So I guess what I'm coming to at the conclusion of today's podcast is that it's, it's not a definite yes or no, you should definitely keep it or you should not keep um, a previous home as an investment. And really, as you'll probably understand now, it really depends on the property that has been purchased. But the key element is to look at this dispassionately and without any emotion and make sure it is the right property, not just because you want to keep it. Um, And if it does make financial sense, then it really could be a great option. And if it is the right type of property, uh, it could continue to build equity for you well into the future. Um, But the thing to bear in mind is more often than not, the objectives of a home buyer don't match up with those of an investor. So keep that in mind when, when trying to make this decision. So thanks very much for joining me for today's episode 34 of the rewarding property decisions podcast. As always, please feel free to share the the podcast with family, friends, colleagues, whoever may have an interest in property and property investment. Um, And if you have any further information that you'd like to know, please visit our website, wakeland.com.au, and we wish you all the best with your property decisions.